Thank you for joining us today for this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and author of The Nature and Power of Prayer. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and in this section of the Heavenly Authority series, Pastor has been sharing some final thoughts about respect for authority and the limits of that respect and the delicate balance each believer must reach. In prior portions of the sermon, Pastor Greg discussed the Lord's rebuke to the religious leaders for breaking, by their tradition, the commandment of God which said to honor father and mother. And then, in our last program, he discussed the man in Luke 9.59 that Jesus told to follow him. But the man asks to first go back and care for his father until the father dies. In response, Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 28, Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel's who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. There is a limit to the authority and the obligation, the person's authority over you and your obligation to them. And there are rewards when we do the hard thing of not letting our families. There are some children that will not speak to their parents because they accept Jesus Christ. There are brothers and sisters who will not speak. There are some people from other faiths who, if they accept Jesus, the death prayer is said on them. They have no family left. And Jesus gives his promise, but you will receive a hundredfold brothers and sisters and mothers and children. And lands, people lost their lands for speaking up and speaking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. In this world, you'll receive that with persecution and in the age to come, most importantly, eternal life. There is a limit. Now, obviously, if someone wants to say, well, you know, Jesus said whoever, whoever leaves his house, a brother, a sister, mother, a father, a wife, or children, well, that means... You know, I can leave my parents, whatever state they're in. I can leave my wife. I've been waiting to leave my wife, and I can say I'm doing it for Jesus. Uh-uh. You know, there's many other scriptures in here. You know, the two shall become one flesh. What God has put together, let not man put asunder. You Pharisees, woe to you, you hypocrites. You nullify the commandment of God by your traditions. For the word says, honor your father and mother, and you tell the people not even to help their parents. No, you can't get away with that. But will some people get saved and their spouses will leave them? Yes. Will some people get saved and their parents will hang up the phone on them? Yes. 
and they are not required then, they should not turn their back on Jesus because of it. There is a limit to respect. This man received an invitation for Messiah, just like the 12, follow me. Okay, one last point before we leave the section on respect very quickly. If we are to show a proper respect to leaders and religious authorities for the sake of the basis, the foundation, they represent. We've spoken about this. And not necessarily based upon their character, as we saw at the Pharisees and scribes who sit in Moses' seat, as we saw with the high priest and the Sanhedrin. They represented Yahweh's temple and the priesthood. And we discussed even with old wineskin Christianity, right, where they're still proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. But too often the people in these positions might be vipers, or blind leaders, because we do not want to destroy the foundation, uh, we don't want to tear out the wheat with the weeds, we show a degree of respect. We even show a degree of respect for the government and the secular authorities for the sake of foundation of order. We see what happens when you have chaos, right? When you have chaos and anarchy, it's terrible. For the sake of order, we show respect to the government. If we ought to show honor and respect to those who by character do not deserve it, then how much more should we show respect to those servants of God, truly anointed, who sincerely and with genuine hearts, like Peter, like John, like Paul, are making hard sacrifices in this world to do God's chosen work? Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7. The writer says, remember, remember those who rule or lead over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Remember them. Remember those who rule in your assemblies, who have spoken the word of God to you. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17, obey Obey those who rule or lead over you, and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable to you. They must give account. The leaders must give account for the people, how they've conducted their ministry, how they've watched out for their souls, he says. That's a tremendous responsibility before the Lord. That is an enormous burden. Notice the people don't give account to the ministers. We spoke about this, right, when we talked about exalted spiritual fathers, those who were falsely exalted and say, you must give account to me. No, the people give an account to Jesus Christ, and the leaders have to give an account for this tremendous burden, how they've helped to watch out for the souls of those in their churches, in their ministries. They must give an account, but you, he says, you Christians, remember them, verse 7. Obey them in the church. Be submissive. Don't be troublemakers. Don't make it hard, he says. Let them do so with joy and not grief. Because why? That would be unprofitable for you. There's no advantage to you if they fall. 
if it's sorrow to them. Church work, ministry work should not be a constant grind. You know, in some situations you have churches where the pastor who teaches and preaches is spread thin. They're caught up in so much of the politics and they need almost like a supernatural talent to balance all the different personalities, all the different ideas, to keep everybody happy. Some of the most depressed people in this world are wives of ministers, children of ministers, because it becomes a situation of grief, horror and grief. And anybody that has a fair mind that's a young person out in the congregation that sees what's going on, the last thing they want to do is become a minister because they say, how can anyone ever put up and do that? It should be something that's a joy, he says here. Let them do it with joy and not with grief. In um, Philippians chapter 2, Paul speaks of one of the servants, Epaphroditus, who got sick and they were concerned about him. And he tells the church at Philippi about his work, how the man has done so much work for the church. In verse 29, he says, Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such men in esteem. Because for the work of Christ he came close to death, not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. Hold such men in esteem. And lastly, 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17 let the elders who rule well, those who do it well, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. The NIV will say, whose work is preaching and teaching. They're bringing forth the word. They're teaching the word. They're preaching the word of God. Give them double honor. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. It is of no benefit to you. It is of no profit if they fall, if they shrink away, if they disappear. Give them double honor. Even here, respect has its limits. These are elders that do well. And then he goes on to say how they're supposed to act, specific instructions on how Timothy is to handle elders who are sinning. There has to be two or three witnesses, and then he must, if you have two or three witnesses and it's proven, then they have to be rebuked in the presence of all. So this is not a situation where you have this grand pontiff that everyone just does everything he says. He's speaking in real terms. If you have elders who are ministering the word, that are teaching the word, give them double honor, help them out, pray for them, remember them, obey them, don't be troublemakers in the church. Make it a joy. Don't make it a grief. Don't just entertain any accusation, oh, I know about this about pastor or that about, about reverend. Don't entertain all these ideas. Make sure if there's something really being done wrong, you have a case, present it, and then judge it. But none of these squabblings and all the politics and, oh, I don't like what he said about this and I don't like what he said about that, and the church becomes this cauldron of grief should not be that way. Remember them in your prayers, for it is of no profit to you if they collapse and they fade away. Give double honor, especially when they try to speak the word, when they try to conduct the church based upon the word. 
when they rightly divide the word of truth. Heavenly Father, we give thanksgiving to you for your scriptures, Lord. Father, we are always awed by the wisdom of your word, how your sword cuts sharply both ways. Father God, how you balance respect, and yet you balance it with the fact that we are all brethren in Christ Jesus. How you do not raise a people that are rebellious, but you raise a people that break down the gates of Hades, Lord God, and that know their proper priorities, that know how much more important the commandments of God are than the traditions of men. Lord Jesus, that you build a mature people, a rational people, a people of love who cannot use your word for excuses. But Father, through your holy word, we find salvation and we find a self we could never hope to have apart from Jesus Christ because you turn us aside from the left and you turn us aside from the right and you fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. And we give you thanksgiving in his name. Amen and amen. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets 10 a.m. for Sunday service at the Memorial Hall in Madison, Connecticut. Directions to our church and a library of Bible study programs are on our website at www.shiarjeshub.org. We also have a link to information on Pastor Greg Scalzo's new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. Divided into 30 lessons, this very doable workshop on prayer will bring you into the victorious hand of God's blessings. Join us next time for Shi'ar Jeshub.